evening to the book of Hebrews, Hebrews in chapter 6, tonight we have a message I pray will be a blessing to God's people, praying that the Lord would send His power in this house, that when you leave this place, you yourself will know and understand it's been good to be in God's house, amen. That's what we're praying for tonight, praying God's blessing upon this service I would turn your attention over to verse 17, down through verse 20 of Hebrews chapter 6. Tonight we're speaking on a special subject, especially in the day in which we now live. It's a day where distress is on every hand. You see heartache everywhere you look. You see sorrow and suffering. You see questions about the hereafter as far as uh, this whole world's concerned. You know about the economic situation, the social situation. And everybody's got questions. My friend, I want you to know tonight that the only hope is Christ. In Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 17, the Bible says, We're in God willing more abundantly to show unto the heirs of promise, you and I that are saved by the grace of God here tonight, that are saved by the grace of God, he says we are the heirs of promise, the immutability of his counsel, confirmed it by an oath, that by two immutable things in which it was impossible for God to lie, we might have a strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold upon the hope that is set before us, which hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, and which entereth into that within the veil. Whether the forerunner is for us entered even Jesus, made in high priest forever, after the order of Melchizedek. Again, I want to bring a message tonight, Christ, our only hope. Our most gracious and divine Heavenly Father, Lord, tonight as we stand before you, we come thankfully, Lord, that we're able to bring our petitions. We understand in thy word that the reason we can is because of what Jesus Christ, thy Son, done for us at Calvary. And your satisfaction was made evident when you tore the, the temple veil from top to bottom. Lord, we know that today we can come to thee because of what Jesus done for us at Calvary. Lord, I pray that you will comfort the hearts of thy people. Lord, help us to rejoice tonight. Help us to look forward to things that are yet unseen that are surely going to come to pass. Lord, I pray that you'll strengthen the saint. Lord, that you would save the sinner. This house may be a house of rejoicing this evening. Lord, may your power rest in this place. May your Shekinah glory fill this house. Lord, may ever, may ever heart in this house be hushed this evening. Lord, let us come to realize that truly you are our only hope. 
Lord, bless our evening. I pray that things that's already been done has brought glory to your name. We now ask, O oh God, that you be with us through the preaching hour. Lord, you'd strengthen us and empower us. Lord, that you would encourage us this evening. Give us boldness. Give us the ability to bring forth thy word in such a way that thy name is glorified in this house. Lord, we praise you. We ask that you forgive us our sin. In Jesus Christ's name, and amen. Emmanuel, we're living in what many people today are calling hopeless times. Many speak of the hopelessness of the economic situation. Or the hopelessness of the state of the union as a whole. The war of Russia and Ukraine as a possible diving board to the World War III. And it seems like everybody looks at our world situation and think that truly it's all hopeless. Well, saint of God, it is not all hopeless. Amen? For Christ is our only hope. First of all tonight, I want you to look at this with me. Christ is the hope, the one hope set before us tonight. Hebrews 6 and 18, again the Bible says that by two immutable things which it was impossible for God to lie. Folks, I want you to know right there is all you need to hear. It's impossible for God to lie. What He's told us in His Word is something that you can count on. And the Bible's very true and God's Word says that these things are something for us to rest and to put our hopes in. He is the anchor of our soul. He is the author of our salvation. So with that being said, I want you to know that by two immutable things in which it was impossible for God to lie, that we might have a strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold upon the hope that is set before us. Notice this. That by two immutable things, the first thing that I want you to realize tonight is that His Word is a word of promise. His Word is a word with an oath, neither of which can be broken. Notice the strong consolation stemming from the absolute certainty of God's promise for each and every one of us tonight who have fled for refuge. Listen, God promises you certain things tonight if you're a child of the King. We have fled from the wrath revealed against sin and the gospel message is that which we have been uh, led to the safety and the safety net of Jesus Christ. Listen, I want you to know tonight that you need to realize that we might have a strong consolation. How strong, you might ask? As strong as our minds may contend. I would say this right now, that without a shadow of a doubt, that your faith is only as strong as your heart will allow it to be. Now I want you to stop right there and consider that with me now. Your faith. The Bible says we're to build upon our faith. We're to increase our faith daily. And how do you do that? You believe exactly what God said and know that He cannot lie. 
Know that he cannot go back on his word. Listen, if you have a child that you need to pray for, you know this, that you leave him in the hands of God. And listen, God says, I'll care for him all along the way. Listen, the Bible tells us that when we bring up a child in the way it should go, in other words, in the word of God, he will not depart from it. Folks, I have those those promises from God today. I have that promise from God today. Listen, the, the consolation of a Christian is not in his own strength. Oftentimes we see people, and you have heard me say before, you have heard of these preachers that stand these evangelists, and they say, well, I'm going to swing across hell with a water pistol and shoot the devil in that. No, you're not. You're not near as strong as the devil. You need to get a hold of that. You're just a mere human being. But know this. That God is able, amen, regardless of what the situation is in your life tonight, regardless of what you're going through, know this, that God is able to be there for His children. His comfort is that God has promised eternal life to His people and that He cannot prove false to His Word. Titus in chapter Chapter 1, I want you to look at verse 2 here in Titus chapter 1. Just back up a few pages. Notice what it says here in verse 2. As Titus, as, as, as Paul, the servant of God and an apostle of Jesus Christ according to the faith of God's elect and the acknowledging of the truth which is after godliness in hope of eternal life which God that cannot lie promised before The world began. Folks, tonight, you can understand it well. God is on your side. If you're saved by the grace of God tonight, you're in this house, you know the Lord Jesus Christ is your Savior. Salvation is yours. There's nothing can take that away. Nothing can take that away. Go with me to Romans chapter 8 for just a moment and we'll look at what it says here in Romans and chapter 8. Now think about it because there are those today who believe that you can lose your salvation. There are those today who believe that, that if you don't do exactly uh, uh, what the world says you're to do, you will lose your salvation. But what does God's Word say? The Bible says in verse 34, Who is it that condemneth? It is Christ that died, yea, rather that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? The question is simply this. What in the world is going to separate you from Christ? Shall tribulation, you know, folks, I want you to know something. The saint of God goes through much tribulation in this world. Now, the little things that we go through here and now do not compare to the things that our forefathers went through in the dark ages. But know this, there are those today across this world that are doing just that. They're giving their lives for the sake of the gospel. And listen, that, my friend, is something to to, to, to think about and consider here today. Shall tribulation separate you from Christ? Shall distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword, as it is written... For thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things were more than conquerors through him that loved us. He says, for I am persuaded. You remember our, our persuasion of heart series that we taught on here a little while back? Listen, Paul was persuaded in his heart. 
Not only was he persuaded in his heart, his mind was letting him know, listen, there's nothing can take away my salvation. He says, for I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Folks, I want you to know something. There's a promise that you can count on. If you're saved by the grace of God tonight, know this, that God is on your side. Thanks be unto God for Christ. Amen. The one hope set before us, our great salvation. Brother and sister, listen, it's going to be all right. Regardless of what you're going through right now, know this, that it will be all right. Our God is bigger than all of our problems. And God is bigger than all of our weaknesses. Now secondly, Christ is our hope to cheer us. Now, there's a song that I've been singing all afternoon. Well, I was humming it, actually, and whistling it here and there. And uh, me and Brother Jeremy was sitting there trying to think, well, what, what's the name of that song? Well, I finally found it, Further Alone. Further Alone. I'll tell you, our Lord's there to cheer us up in our darkest moments. Amen? Listen, know that. In 1 Peter chapter 1, the Bible tells us in verse 3 something that I know that will bless your heart. In 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 3, the Bible says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy hath begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Blessed be the God. This ground of special thanksgiving is exactly what I want you to consider here tonight. It is that the Father, out of his overflowing mercy, hath begotten us, has caused us to be born again, is what I'm trying to say. He has begotten us, or it caused us to be born again as his own dear children, unto a lively hope. As children, we have a glorious hope of eternal life through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. That cheers my heart. Notice it's a lively hope. More literally, a living hope. That's what that lively hope is. The Christian's hope is a living principle and sustains their spiritual life by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. This is what lays at the very foundation of the regenerating power of the Holy Spirit. With the living hope which accompanies it, we know that the Spirit is by our side. Because the Spirit works through the truth of God's holy word, the Bible. So, Christ is our hope, amen? Christ is our hope to cheer us in this very life that we now live. Christ is not only the one hope set before us as our salvation, but he is the living hope to cheer us in our new life. I hear this song from time to time, tempted and tried, we're oft made to wonder why it should be thus all the day long. While there are others 
living about us, never molested, though in the wrong, when death has come and taken our loved ones, it leaves our home so lonely and drear. Then do we wonder why others prosper, living so wicked year after year? Faithful till death said, our loving Master, a few more days to labor and wait. Tolls of the road will then seem as nothing as we sweep through the beautiful gate. When we see Jesus coming in glory, when He comes from His home in the sky, then we shall meet Him in that bright mansion. We'll understand it all by and by. Further alone we'll know all about it. Further alone we'll understand why. Cheer up my brother, live in the sunshine. We'll understand it all by and by. Yes, the Lord is sent to cheer the redeemed. Those that saved by the grace of God have a strong consolation. In other words, a strong affordability of, of the knowledge that he's there with us. So tonight, think about the song. You know, this world, it is a dark world out there. It's a bleak world. Things that we see going on today, we never thought we'd ever seen, would we? I mean, 25 years ago, 20 years ago, when I started uh, 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 preaching, I never thought that I would see the things that I'm seeing in our nation tonight. Listen, it is a dark world. Satan is on the rampage tonight. Satan is destroying churches all over this great country tonight. Folks, I want you to know something. Lift up your head. Amen. I said this Friday night over to Big Creek. I said, lift up your head, saint of God. Listen, it's going to be all right. God's got this under control. I sit and I look at this lively hope that we are given and the promises that God has given His children knowing that He will not go back on His word nor has He ever lied. And I know I can trust what He says. Now thirdly, I want you to think about this. Christ is the pure hope to inspire us. 
Think about it. In Colossians chapter 1 and verse 27, we see something that I, I pray that God will open your eyes to, to whom God would make known. What has God made known to you tonight? His safety. Amen. He's made known to you His safety. Listen, if, you got, if you've got things going on in your life that you don't know what to do about, listen, know this, that God says, I've got this. I've got this. You know, I think about young Brennan and, and, and this morning as, as his daddy uh, sent me a text. I, I mean, I, I took that text and I could hardly read it. I want you to pray for Brennan as he is, he is uh, submitted to uh, uh, the, the school, the, the Air Force Academy in Colorado. I want you to pray for that young man. I want you to pray God would direct him while he's away from us, give him strength, give him power, give him everything that he stands in need of. I want you to pray for his family. I want you to pray God will be if mom and dad insist. And know this, I want you to pray for your pastor. I've had a hard time with this too this morning, I'll tell you. But know this, that God is able, amen. I want you to pray for each and every one. I want you to pray for yourselves. I want you to pray for this church family. I want you to pray God's power would rest upon this young man and Joseph as, as well. Joseph is getting ready to go to school and I want you to pray for him that the Lord would direct him in his way. Listen, as we send our young, our young people forth, you better be sending them forth with prayers. Listen, I want you to know something. God is able. God is able to comfort our hearts as well. God is able to cheer our thoughts and to know that, listen, what a blessed thing it would be to know the power that rests in the Lord. Listen, to the saints, he reveals the glory of the mystery. The glory of the mystery is Christ in you. The salvation we have, that was the mystery to the Jew. There was a time in, in the Jew's life and probably still is today. Listen, they didn't, they didn't feel like the, 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 the Gentile was even capable of salvation. But who did God turn to? God turned to the Gentile. You know why? Because we would come unto him. He says in John chapter one, he said, I came to my own, but my own received me not. <clears throat> but as many as received me, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. Here then is the hope that is set before us to inspire us, to empower us, here is then the beautiful results of Christ in you, the hope of glory. Number one, righteousness is imputed. Second Corinthians chapter five, verse 21. Philippians chapter three and verse nine. Number two, freedom from condemnation. Romans chapter eight and verse one. Number three, freedom from the dominion of sin. First John chapter three and verse six. Number four, being created anew. Second Corinthians chapter five and verse 17 says we're new creatures. If you're saved by the grace of God, you're a new creature. Number five, the spirit alive to righteousness. Listen, if you're saved by the grace of God, listen, that spirit that lives inside of you has an inner drive that, that, that drives you to do that which is right. That's that new man in you. Says Romans eight and 10. 
Number six, confidence at his coming. Listen, I don't know about you, but when I see the skies open up and when I hear that, that voice say, come up hither, I'm gonna have confidence and I'm gonna rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. It's gonna happen in a flash of a moment, in a flash of an eye, but I'll tell you, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to the time when that one third of a second comes to pass, that twinkling of an eye. When the Bible says that he's going to step out and he's going to call us home and in a twinkling of an eye, we're going to be changed forevermore. Folks, I don't know about you, but that excites me. You see me trying to get up out of my pew and up to this pulpit. I've got hips that are just driving me crazy right now. But you know what? There's coming a day when these old bodies of aches and pains are going to be gone. These old bodies that ache with pain of arthritis and heart and lung disease and all these other diseases that these old bodies have because of sin, we're going to live in a new body, folks, and it's going to be exciting to get a hold of one day. It's been so long since I have not hurt. I don't know what it is not to hurt. I go back into my 20s when I first started having knee problems and knee surgeries and, and, I be, and I think, my goodness, is this what the rest of my life was? Oh, I finally, it gets worse. <laughs> it gets worse. I remember my mother-in-law always said, listen, these golden years are not so golden. She had a time, but I tell you what, bless her heart, she loved the Lord, didn't she? Listen, I want you to know tonight, this, we've got, Answers to prayers in John 15 and 7. All of this relates to power. Power with God and with men. Now fourthly, I want you to think about this. Christ is the bright hope to attract us. I don't know about you, but listen, I get excited to come to the house of God. I get excited to get in a place where I'm going to hear about Jesus. Amen. I get excited to be in a place where they sing the songs of praise and the fellowship is amazing. The fellowship is, 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 is out of this world almost and it will be one day. Our fellowship will be out of this world. I get excited about coming to Emmanuel. I get, I get, I, I cannot wait. I leave, I leave this place. When I walk out the door this morning, it's like another couple told me a while ago, listen, when they leave this place, they cannot wait to get back to it. Folks, I want you to know something. That's the joys of salvation, amen? That's the joys of knowing that God is in this place and, and God has promised I'll be with you. That's the bright hope that attracts me. Knowing that he's in this house somewhere. I don't know where he's at, but he is here. Listen, I'll tell you this right now. The Bible says where two or three are gathered in my name, I'm gonna be in the midst, folks. I believe exactly what God says. You know, that's what I preached Friday night. I preached a message out of Genesis 28 when Jacob in his vision saw the angels ascending and descending on the ladder going into heaven. When he awoke, he realized. He said, surely God was in this place. But like so many Christians today, he says, but I didn't know it. Folks, I want you to know that God's in this place, amen? I want you to come to the house of God and I want you to get ready to get turned on to the spiritual side of the things of God. I want you to get excited about being in the house of God, about being with God's people, about knowing that God is in this place. Listen, this is a dreadful place, said Jacob, because it's none other than the house of God, the gateway to heaven. 
Now you study Genesis 28, and that's what I, I, I'm going to preach that message here. I tell you, I get excited just talking about it. Like I told that church, you know, I never preach a message at another church that I haven't first brought to the Emmanuel Baptist Church, but I've done two so far. Now, uh, I don't know how that happens, but it does. I like to preach whatever's good for another church. I expect it to be good for the Emmanuel Baptist Church. To know, listen, to know the hope of glory. To know the bright hope that attracts us. Listen, I'll tell you what attracts me is the fact that we're going to be preserved, amen? We're going to be preserved, says Philippians chapter 1 and verse 6, and there's many other scriptures to go along with it. I don't have time to get it all in, but listen, we're going to be preserved. The saints shall not be ashamed at his coming. You know why? Because we're looking for it. We're excited about it. The saints shall be blameless at his coming. You know, I don't know how that's going to happen except for the fact that God says it's going to happen. That I'm going to be a standing before him spotless. That happens at that transformation, that split second, you know, where we blink an eye and it's all done. Folks, that's what it is. In that, in that twinkling of an eye, in that split one-third of a second, one-third one, one of one second now, That's pretty quick. But the Bible states that we're going to be made blameless before him when he comes. I'm looking forward to that. I'm going to see him and be like him at his coming. The saints are going to appear with him at his his glory, in his glory at his coming. The saints are going to receive a crown of glory at his coming. They're going to reign with him at his coming. All these I have about 25 different scriptures here that I know I can't get through. But know this. My God is able, amen. Christ is our only hope. Christ is the only hope for the sinner here tonight. Listen, if you're here and you don't know the Lord's your Savior, know this, that Christ is your only hope. There is no other way He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man come unto the Father but by me. But now lastly, I want you to look at this. Christ is that great heavenly hope laid up for us in glory. In Colossians chapter 1 and verse 5, I believe it is as I turn here. Colossians chapter 1 and verse 5, the Bible says this. For the hope which is laid up for you in heaven, whereof you... Heard before in the word of the truth of the gospel. The hope that is laid up for us in the heaven. Our hope in Christ for the future is the mainstay and the mainspring of our joy here. In other words, you should be happy today. If you're saved by the grace of God, you ought to have a joyful heart. Even though things around us are falling apart Maybe your life is, is seemingly falling apart. Listen, you're in God's hand. Lift up your head, saint of God. You're in God's hand. Listen, even though things around us are seemingly, are seemingly getting worse, and that's what the Bible says is going to be in the last days. Times are going to get worse and worse. Men are going to wax worse and worse. You think it's bad now, you wait a, you wait a little bit longer. It'll only get worse. We're seeing that come to fruition right before our eyes.
things that you never dreamt that would ever be, be allowed is now accepted openly in churches today. Sad, sad state of affairs. Listen, our hope in Christ for the future is our mainstay of joy here today. It will cause our hearts to think often of heaven. Here we are weary and worn, but there in that land of rest our labor shall be over forever. We shall yet hear our captain say, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter in to my rest. In heaven there shall be no more sickness and sorrow. This again was one of my mother-in-law's favorite verses of scripture, Revelation 21 and 4. God bless her heart. I'll tell you what, she, she loved her Lord. She loved this church. She loved each and every one of you. I want you to know she wasn't here long. She was only here a few months before she passed. But I want you to know what, she loved this body. She could feel the love. She could feel the, the unity. She could feel the union of love in this place. And you know what else she felt? She felt that there's coming a time when her body was no more going to ache and pain. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. Revelation 21.4 And there shall be no more death. Neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are all passed away. This, dear church family, will be our joy and our glory and our hope. Jesus Christ, the only hope. Listen today, saint of God, know this, that God knows all your problems. He knows he knows your heart. He feels your infirmities. He also knows the brokenness of a Christian. And I want you to know that He's always been by our side. He says, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. Regardless of what you're going through right now, listen, He says, I'll be there with you. Regardless of what you're going to go through in the future, He says, I'll take care of it. Listen, know this, that if you're here on this side of eternity and you're saved by the grace of God, God hears your cries. And God blesses His children who are faithful to Him. Listen, Christ, the only hope. That could go for every person in this house tonight. If you're saved by the grace of God, that's, that's where you put your rest in. If you're not saved by the grace of God, know this, that He is the only hope that you have. The world cannot offer you the hope that Jesus Christ is offering. Would you not tonight trust the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior? Would you not tonight come to Him? Listen, He says, I'll save you. You come to me and I will in no wise cast you out. I'll be a father to you. And you will be a people to me. May God help you. May God bless. May God save is our prayer. Let's all stand, please.